0: Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Me, these guys. This podcast is a journey through Transformers from the beginning of the anime series with two old friends coming at it from different perspectives. Together we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it is a trap of nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the episode, whether there were real world factors that crept into the writing or if the episode was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan, I'm a lifelong fan who's familiar with all aspects of the franchise, while well, Ed here. Is familiar with Transformers, but it was really, really nothing he got into when he's younger. So thanks for being here, everyone, and welcome. Hey, Ed, how you doing, man? I'm doing very
1: well uh, today. There are a lot of real world factors that crept into this episode, though. I'm going to go ahead and get that out what, of the way now. You mean but like uh... fish, like a jam band? i don't it wasn't even finished we're we're gonna we're gonna get to that though we're gonna (laughs) because there's a lot there's a lot to talk about this this is this is the polar opposite of the last episode because uh the last episode it was nothing going on and it was uh it was very boring episode of our show as well and this is the exact opposite because there's eight million things going on in this episode (laughs) yeah uh to discuss um uh as a matter of fact, I can't even do a normal detour to, to start off this week because normally I sit here and rant about something that's unrelated. And I, I don't even know I don't even know if I have time for that this week. Do you have time for that? Do you have time to talk about? Well, I mean, I gotta get something
0: off the chest. So um okay. yeah, I was uh film this a day, like a day later because i had to go down to um Navarre beach to do some science experiment lab which is kind of cool so i was uh so let me ask you, well, are you okay you were down on the on the shore doing science did yeah. decepticon show up and start blowing you up because that's it's, weirdly well, that's not i mean that you think so because i mean you would think there's some green energy someone probably had solar panels out there they would like tap into that green energy but no they did not show up um the only thing that showed up were some beetles some uh, some bees and some uh, butterflies. Did so, they transform into something else? Yeah, oh, I wish, man. That would have been really cool. Um, the, it uh, would have been a lot cooler if they did. Yeah, I, a tons cool. So, yeah, man, I was like, okay, so this past week, I um, I, I frequent a lot of the Transformers groups because yeah, I'm, I'm a big Transformers nerd. And uh, someone, I'm, I'm not going to name this guy. I'm not going to name Blast him or anything like that. He probably won't even realize I'm talking about him. I don't even remember. Actually, I don't remember what his name is because I don't care that much, but I was I was um I, I he's like saying like, so we're going to Starscream because they did a re-release like a, they did a, like a retro re-release thing with a new paint apps to match the 1986 movie, which we will get to eventually. So he's like, this is just kind of terrible man. He, he has fists you got to put on and he has wings that come off and, and he just, he's just just kind of small. He's just like okay, now this is not Starscream. This is Skywarp. Same exact mold, different colors this is a 43 year old figure 43 years old those are the it's, wrong fists for him aren't they no they're are, purple, they aren't these are purple. purple fists purple these are purple oh so they look
1: gray and they look gray in my uh, oh, sorry. in my feet here Man, so
0: so, uh, so let me clarify this though so yes
1: there's a, a re-release of Starscream.
0: yeah he's in like Walmart stores he's like a Walmart exclusive thing it's like it, it's Safety missiles and stuff, so they're like huge and stuff, so you don't swallow them. I guess. But, so like, but, but yeah. no, it's the original mold, though. It's the original like 80s yeah. like early except, 80s for the, except for the missiles, yes, original mold. And he's mad. This a bad toy. It's he's mad that it's, a forty-three-year-old uh, toy does not like have dynamic poses. It doesn't like look like a spawn posable figure, which you know that's another thing. So I'm thinking like, okay, dude, you're you're mad about this toy that's this old, and you don't understand why it's not better. And this is a uh, this is a purposeful re-release of a forty-three year old toy, and I, I thought about it. Like I was actually looking through the box a few minutes ago because I was, I, I, I since I've been getting things out of my old stores, I look at through things. I'm like, let's see what's in here. Lots well, cool stuff. I I kept a lot of weird things from collecting over the years, but I came across this guy right here. He is a B-wing pilot. See this guy? He's wearing a red leisure suit with a black vest with like. Um, metal stuff on a chest, and he's got this like this helmet looks like he's a cosmonaut.
1: It, it, is, very, happy. it is very Russian, yes. Yeah,
0: That's... he's so happy. You see it expressed on his face. That was something that was also, uh, that was we'll say like 45 to 50 years ago. That was a very great. Uh, they, these toys were like they, these capture the imagination of kids. That's that, that figure is
1: actually exactly 40 years old. That's he, he's Return of the uh, Jedi only. Okay, that's true. Actually, your yeah. point.
0: So this did you is know that he's also he has the rarest gun in all of Star Wars. I you told me a little while ago with that's I have got to find the gun because I have it somewhere. Apparently Ricky Smith uh, did not know what he had. Um <laughs> that, guy also, comes, that guy comes up once again. Yes, Ricky Smith, the yeah. uh the amazing Ricky Smith. I got a little most of my transforms from the store because I worked uh inventory and stuff all the time and I used store credit because he couldn't make afford to pay me. So which is better. Actually, I think I made that better.
1: I think Something you probably you did. Know. Yeah, because uh yeah, yeah, yeah the, the money that you made is actually worth less now than it was than it would have been then. Yeah, you all the transformers that you, you earned were. I actually actual, have a right? B-wing from him too, because of that. I got a B-wing from him. That was one of the first things I bought when I started collecting toys as an adult,
0: was a B-wing from him. I yeah, always I wanted that up, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, I saved up my store credit and got a B-wing from him and the B-Wing pilot. And uh, yeah, this guy here is Chewbacca. Uh that's, Chewbacca. A, that's 95. That's uh yes, power 95. the 14. So, so that is a uh that is a is a figure that is. What was that 10 years later uh 95 so that would have been 12 years after 12 years. okay yeah so yeah you' 12 years later so to, to
1: clarify for those of you who are not watching on the YouTube feed you watch the, these are the 90s like beefed up uh Star Wars dudes. yeah they they, they,
0: they look like they uh they're um they, they 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 were definitely juicing so um so there's no big change I mean there's a waste that's the only that change with uh you know these figure so mm-hmm but we were okay with these toys for how many years and they were, they were dynamic. They, they capture our imaginations. I I, I posit this, that like a Starscream or a Skywarp or a Thundercracker or Optus Primate did this. This was enough to capture our imaginations for years, but uh, this guy online is going like, it's not really as good as what it comes out now. Well, of course it's not because this is 40 years later, man. So, you know, I, I, it kind of makes me, and, and I, I, I still, ever so often, will get something that's, um, that's really cool. And they can more dynamic pose now. It's, it's just how things work. But it really, I feel like God, I'm gonna sound like the guy on, his, on his like watering his lawn in, in his uh, Bermuda shorts, <laughs> like, hey, get off my lawn. But this is uh, something that really, it, it kind of strikes the fact that we can't enjoy things that aren't set up to enjoy for us, which uh, you and I can. You know, you you and I come from a time, you know, many other people, maybe people listen, aside from a few, can come from a time where we had, you know, really janky brick of a toy, but we loved it because of that. We loved everything about it. And, uh, you know, I feel like there's a there's a, you know, besides the get off my lawn moment, there's a really cool thing like we were forced to imagine more with it. And it, maybe, maybe it, made, it made it better. I don't know so um you know have you have you come across anything with like you know i know you have your uh, your son your son logan does he does he get into things that um maybe you have to have something more dynamic or does he appreciate things the way they are
1: you you know he never when it comes to toys he never really engaged with action figures very much he had um some of those uh some star wars figures that were like the they were like the 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 kids ones like the fisher price uh ones the real kind of super deformed like uh had,
0: ones I,
1: I think he had some of some those and like a millennium falcon and a, and a couple of ships and he played with those a little bit but mostly he plays with swords <laughs> he likes he likes to play with swords and and lego guns uh, legos and um nerf guns those are those are the things that he likes to play with and i, I think and to be honest um i think that's the kind of the average for kids these days and I, I, I don't i don't think yeah. that action figures are much of a thing anymore uh, across the board as i read a thing uh, i think we have talked about this a couple of weeks ago where uh, like i think i read a thing where like most action figure sales are actually to adults yeah. um and i think they're mostly to collectors and uh people that do like action figure photography and uh and that yeah. kind of thing shout out to uh, my friend 850 Sith Lord who is an amazing toy photographer um really but nice. uh, yeah, check him out on Instagram, 850 Sith Lord. Like the Star Wars dudes. Uh but now, but speaking of Star Wars, uh um man, uh is Ahsoka the most divisive series in all
0: of Star Wars? Have you watched have you Yes, and it is. I like it though, because it seems very fantasy. It does it does seem very fantasy.
1: Um it's it's okay. Uh, I, I didn't dislike it. I dislike things not, about it, but the things that the people that are there's people that are just mad about that show. They're like, oh Disney's gonna go down in flames. And and there's people that I know people that are rational adults that um that just love it that you know, like a couple of good friends of mine talk about it and they're like that. They think it's it's great because they, they're you know, big fans
0: well, of uh I, of, Jay Hu and his uh, podcasts, uh aside from one of the guys on there, they they love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. Um, I didn't think it, like
1: I, I didn't think it was great. But the thing is, I came into it really lost because I never watched Rebels or uh, Clone Wars really. And and this show really needs you to watch Clone Wars and Rebel, especially Rebels, to really understand what's going on, because there's a lot of dun dun dun, this dude is back moments. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. And it, it also has, uh, and I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and drop this bomb here that uh, it's got Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is possibly the worst Star Wars character of all time. <laughs> uh, I you hate those books. Uh, I hate, I loathe those books. I think those books are awful. Um, this is one of the times you I and I are gonna diverge because I love I don't think Timothy Zahn's a good writer, and I think that Thrawn is a total Mary Sue written by a guy that does not like Star Wars. And he's this oh my superpower is logic and and i like look how much smarter i am than than the main characters of of these movies that you love i hate it i cannot stand it i think he's a dumb character i think he's boring and the problem the other problem
0: is is they have um who's the the bad guy from the mandalorian
1: uh giancarlo esposito's character
0: oh that guy Um, i I remember vaguely i can't like he had the dark saber thing i I can't remember that guy's great and that that, uh he's
1: i didn't really like him that much He's a great actor. He looks kind of like Darth Vader. He's super cool. And he's a total bad, a total bad guy. Great villain. He could have been like the overarching villain through all the Star Wars TV shows. It's great. He's really good. But they also had um the woman, uh the the, the witch on um Ahsoka, who is Bruce Lee's goddaughter.
0: And she was a great villain,
1: and they could have kept her around.
0: I, I don't I don't really know anything about her at all, so. She's a she
1: is um, Dan Inosanto's daughter, who is the guy that uh, created Jeet Kune Do with Bruce Lee back in uh, the late sixties, early seventies. Okay. Um, like, who is was Bruce Lee's best friend, and is uh, and, but she is Bruce Lee's like goddaughter or something like that. Okay. But but yeah, so the and, and like she would have been a great villain. But no, I got this blue dude with bad CG. Who's
0: how I mean, kind of much smarter I am than everybody else? I'm I'm four steps ahead. Like uh, <laughs> the whole like thing with Thrawn is he was supposed to be someone who who um who thinks very tactically and whereas everyone's very emotional in star wars everything's big emotions big emotions my father my son but he's like i don't care about any of that i'm just i'm i'm very tactical i think three steps ahead he's, a, he's like he's a chess player which is not very exciting i will grant you that
1: r2d is a chess player he's a good one too and he's way cooler than than no, he's um... not
0: he's not what he beeps what? he beeps, he, beeps. He, he shoots lightsabers out of his head He zaps like he's Yoda. What did r2d2 do? He did everything staring at me right now, like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) She's giving me a look over there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but um, no, I mean honestly, um I I, I watched a little bit of uh rebels. I I really like the characters of Rebels, and um so you know, I I never watched the whole thing. Mm So I mean, kind of enjoying this. I like I like Grand Admiral Thron. I love the fact that in this show he's been exiled for years, and he has this whole like contingent of troopers who are almost almost um, they have they almost have a deifying look to him. Like the, he's he's this uh, this great um, you know um, organizing force. He's he's a he's a, something to look towards. They've almost become feral. Almost become like a their own pagan, it, you know, religion they're, of. There's storm
1: zombie stormtroopers. He has zombie stormtroopers that have yeah. ridden. Um, well, it's exactly. really it's
0: it, it was a little silly, but uh. hey, what about the blues though? You like you like to listen to the blues? I love the blues. You Except to, you for, like for the Blaster Blues, which is not really blues. There's no blue. There's not a shred of blues in this. There's um, no blues in this. There so. is there is a Scat Man in this. There's no blues. There's a no dude blues. who plays jam band tunes. There's no blues. No blues. So he's pretty happy, actually. And was yeah. Happy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, said,
1: nobody was sad in on this one either. But uh, master so blues. This, this one's written by Larry Strauss. So, yes. Larry. Okay. So yeah. this dude. Okay. So he, he. Okay. He's written episodes in the past, but mm-hmm. which, which totally glazed over last time we talked about him. Did yeah. you unlock the secret of this guy this time? I did. Okay. But the, yeah, what do you know okay so in his credits are four episodes of transformers mm-hmm. this is the second one out of four um he's also that's... got uh the first was the, uh, one of the ultimate doom episodes yeah um, the one uh, right but uh but i mean that that's the only toy ad credit that he has. so that's that's probably why we glazed over him last time but um he also has a couple of episodes of 227 and fact's wife yes! resume. okay so we've talked about 227 before and i love, I love 227 And uh, stuff like that, and like Amen, and and, uh, Mama's family. I like those shows. Facts of life, Uh, facts of life. But so those were beat. Well, not so much facts of life. That's that's a little before two two seven and all that. I'm gonna get to. Oh yeah. Give me a second. I'm gonna get to facts of life. Go for it. So. Those were like B-tier sitcoms. And they factored real pretty heavy into into my into my watching because they came after the era of like those big heavy hitters, like Who's the Boss and Growing mm-hmm. Pains yeah. and um, Cosby Show. And then there was a little gulf and then Seinfeld and Friends and all that stuff came out a little later on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, the, but those shows were kind of the, they were the B-tier of that little between uh, mm-hmm. thing there. It's a fun show, but in fact's life though. So that show was an absolute staple of my early, like, like six, seven, eight years old, you know, TV yeah. watching. Especially when I was at my grandparents' house, which is weird because Fox Life had a lot of very special episodes. They dealt, they dealt with a lot of stuff like, we like, did, actually. And, and like pregnancy and runaways and this kind of stuff. And my parent, my grandparents were very religious and uh, very Joe. conservative, and uh, the, and I'm surprised it flew. But my grandma like literally every time the credits of that show would roll my grandma would would every time Blair would come on, she would just go, she's purdy. <laughs> and, and, and she's purdy. She's pur, She's so purdy every time, every time. And I'm like, I'm like seven. And I'm like, I, like, I, I guess, I don't know. She's kind of mean. Joe seems real cool. Um, Joe, just cool. Tootie seemed very cool too. 2D two yeah, ones was was cool. super
0: cool. So, um, but yeah, so um, the, I got I gotta say though real quick, like man, there was a time um, I don't know, it, it came out after the Cosby Show, I think two two seven, is one of those things like, it was a time where we didn't care that sitcoms were were black families or like neighbors because it was just fun. It, it was great shows, yeah. Oh, it was, was it was a Rhonda Rhonda uh, on two two seven. Yeah, well, who's the uh, who's the very. You know, like done that
1: was that was I can't remember her name on that, but she was played by uh, Jack A, was the yes, actress. Yes, yes, it it's Jack uh, A. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, that she, was show awesome. was she was so much fan. fun. Sandra, and, the name was Sandra.
0: Uh, don't mm. Rhonda Sandra. She say it like that. Hold the A Sandra. Right. Yeah. She was like all uh, done up. She's very 90s, um, you know, outfits, like uh yeah, oh, like uh, suit jacket things. Oh, she probably went to a lot of expose concerts. Oh expose was probably one of her yeah, big jams yeah dude she was, she was Sandra was great I mean the whole cast it was a fun show so I was actually really um I, I showed my my wife a little bit of an episode she's like I don't remember that at all I was like <laughs> god okay well it was maybe maybe it was my time it was before her time I don't know but it was a great show mm-hmm. so I, I really kind of missed those sitcom days of the late 80s you know
1: the, the cool thing with those shows is they were just, they were, they were good. They were just good enough, you know? Yeah. And it's like every, everything now is like, it has to be like great. And anything that's not great just falls yeah. between the cracks and you just get, it
0: gets forgotten about. And it's like, eh, you know, you turn on the TV and you're like, oh, cool. 227, I'll watch a little bit of this. But um I wouldn't watch episodes of 227 right now if I could find it streaming right now. Cause it was just a fun show.
1: I can probably guarantee you that it is on Tubi or Pluto because I'm pretty sure that every TV show ever has its own channel but, on those, and you can just tune in anytime and watch live episodes. But
0: I so, think, I think that, well, well I'm sorry. But Jim, oh, like, no. no last, I was, well, I was going to say the last great, like, you know, sitcom, really, which I hate to say this, was Home Improvement. It was one of the last great sitcoms, like the, a, that, that style. style. A style of sitcom? Yeah. Yeah. yeah where, like like, like non serialized sitcoms. Yeah, you like the cosplay Show. You like Two Two Seven. You like Different Worlds a little, little more of college. But yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry to interrupt you there a minute ago.
1: Oh, but anyway, so our, our guy, our guy Larry Strauss though wrote an episode of of um uh oh uh, what uh, what show was that? Um, Facts <laughs> of Life. I was like Facts yes. of Life. I was I was I had so many sitcoms in my head. He wrote an episode of Facts of Life, and, but so it turns out that he has an even deeper connection to that show because his mom was mrs garrett no way like his, his real life mom is charlotte Ray. oh my god yeah and that's uh, crazy y- yeah so mrs. you didn't know of, of, of larry strauss then so
0: and mrs yeah, garrett
1: has, the, has been referenced as family guy for all for, for yeah for exactly life. um so but also his dad to make it even cooler his dad was a uh was a film composer uh, and he, he did a lot of, uh, like, uh, music editing for uh, TV shows and movies and stuff, worked a lot with Woody Allen. His big thing though, was he composed the, uh, he wrote the theme for car 54. Where are you? The, oh man, during our man, Fred
0: Gwynn. From- oh, mm-hmm. Man, I love that. I love yeah. my wife actually loves the Pet Cemetery for Fred Gwynn. He's great in that. He's so good. Uh, yeah. He, he is the nicest person. What I understood was the nicest person. I mean, you know, I watched him The Monsters, growing up. too. I actually kept, caught Car 54, Where Are You, on Nick and Night late. Oh, I was like, I, that was a staple of Nick and Night. Yeah, and Car 54,
1: Where mm. Are You? Yeah. Yeah. So Larry Strauss's dad uh, wrote that. Uh, wrote that theme. So uh, That's yeah. So awesome. so yeah. So we get in. So let's. Uh, so the episode starts, and okay, and we get an amphitheater with this band, and Buddy, these guys are rocking, dude. This singer is straight out of the band Manowar. <laughs> like, like these
0: dudes, I was gonna it, say jackal,
1: dudes, but you made a word probably more appropriate. God, he's jacked. This dude is like, he probably walked out on stage carrying a sword and uh, <laughs> absolutely shredding this atonal guitar solo. And what's even more impressive is that his left hand, his fret hand is up in the air, pump, fist pumping like
0: a champ, but he's still playing the solo with the one nope. hand. This actually calls back to we we're talking about a Black Flag with atonal guitar riffing. It was. Yeah, it, yeah. It sounds like it's a song, but you can never replicate this. You can't replicate that. It's, it's
1: just play. He's just playing random notes, dude. Yeah. But um, there's a um, th- there's this uh, this lumpy dude uh, playing the drums. It looks like a Zentradi from Robotech. <laughs> um, there, there's, a guy, a Korean. Uh, there's a guy like there's a guy yellow tights and a tank top with Vegeta's haircut playing the bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, playing keyboards is just a truck driver
0: or something i can't uh, you know, he, he, yeah he was probably a drifter he found him. but okay so but here comes the most
1: unrealistic part in all of the transformers uh like all the transformers so far this is okay So, all right so these kids are watching this show these dudes and these dudes are just rocking it's like this 80s like arena like sort of metal hard rock stuff and it's like sweaty dudes playing music like like they did back then you know and like they're like these dudes are, they're, they're like pointing guitars at people's faces you know that you know that move and you make the yeah, face yeah. when you're like you're like shoulder to shoulder and like nobody has any sleeves on it's like you either have a muscle no. shirt or you have a tank top or you have a mesh shirt or you just have no shirt that's that's how that's how bands worked back then as
0: you would describe our our, our friend jb he they, needs no sleeves yeah these dudes have no sleeves on period yeah.
1: and uh, so but then like so these, and these guys are just like rock. I mean, there should have been like sparks flying out of the, you know, out of the stage for these guys, yeah. but you pan out to the crowd and dude, there's like, these kids are just like sitting there and they're like, they're like legs are crossed and like, they're wearing like polo shirts and stuff. There's like, there's like one schlub out there with his arms crossed. And he's wearing glasses. And he's just like, meh. like, and these dudes are just like completely rocking out, man. And like, um, so like, and this dude had no desire to be there. This is reminds me of like last year I saw the band ghost and, oh, uh, mastodon. Man, I, I'm and jealous. Of... Yeah. Oh, I saw them and uh, mastodon last year. Oh my and, God. Um, but there was this group of goons, a few seats down from us and um, they had zero joy. They were like, th- these guys were just sitting there like scrolling on Twitter and they're what? just like, hand like face in their hands, like watching these like, I guess we're going to watch mm-hmm. uh, this band uh, do a, saxophone solo and kill a dude on stage and
0: like oh my god look they were dude we've gone to we've gone locally because we live here in auburn now we've gone to um atlanta to watch flogging molly and i enjoyed that show except for the people who wanted to start a mosh pit next to me like dude no, i'm like in my 40s don't start and uh i realized that because i'm in my 40s i should have gotten seats up in the up in the stands yeah i didn't realize this at the time and then i saw fleet foxes which was awesome and it was like it was like there was like folk moshing next to us but mm-hmm. um you know it, it's it's one of the things like if i was at the show i would be up in the stands and i would be like annoyed at spike next to me doing this white guy dance oh he starts he starts dancing but see here's the thing gets unrealistic though it's like yeah
1: in addition to these guys that are just bored of watching uh this band um there's they pan around and like so all these guys are sitting down in their seats they're all sitting everyone's sitting down but there's like two chairs worth of space between each seat and there's no there's no arena in the world that's going to miss out
0: on revenue by like giving you space See, getting almost biblical with the person next to you you can't stand because they smell like old sweat in McDonald's.
1: You've got you to fight over these, uh, over the like the armrests and all this stuff, yeah. and like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not there's, realistic there's, at there's all. There's no way, there's no way, <laughs> there's no way. <laughs>
0: so.
1: yeah, so yeah. And and Spike's, yeah, Spike's doing a, a three frame uh animation uh dance loop, um, and uh, that's that's really he's just kind of jerking back and forth, and uh, that's awesome, um. But yeah. we, uh, we we panned to space, and there's um,
0: who's the, this Digging this, Cos- Cosmos is bootlegging the show. No, actually, Blaster is bootlegging it out to Cosmos everyone. Show and, and Cosmos and- is like yeah, I'm li- into this man. He's like enjoying the jam band. Like, okay, it looks like it looks like um, it looks like uh, Warrant met Manowar, and um, maybe a little bit of like. Aided Jesus priest, and he, he, they're but they're playing like they're they are playing like a jam band, it's and just Dennett, 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 Denna And Cosmos loves this stuff, man. He is into this, yeah. Blaster liked it, everybody liked it, Ex- uh, yeah, steps. Except the other Autobots, except for Jazz, they're skanking, man. Jazz is like, yeah. yeah, I
1: know. Jazz was at, yeah, Jazz was at like a Specials concert or something over here, like the way he was dancing.
0: <laughs> he is um, pulling a full-on skank move in there when the other Autobots are holding their ears. Yeah, dude, it's so
1: too it's too, like n- nobody found a volume knob in this entire place. The yeah. Autobots are just they're holding their ears like they're gonna start bleeding out of their ears. It's like they're like <laughs> like I turn on Nickelback or something, and that's how I Yeah. <laughs> <them. laughs>
0: So uh, Um, before this, Optus was like, um, you know, he's like doing a whole like test thing. And Omega Supreme is like Omega Supreme always prepared, which is okay, Yeah.
1: Is this the first time we've seen Omega Supreme? I think so. I think it is. I don't even know who this guy is. Like, I have no memory of this guy. (laughs) I thought this guy was was the guy
0: that turns into a city. No, he turns into like a battle station, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, so uh but yeah, so actually the cool thing about Larry Strauss is he was the one of the, he was the person who actually created this his like distinctive speech pattern. Like he speaks without kind of he speaks without any kind of conjunctions. He he just speaks like subject predicate, subject action verb he doesn't use any other any other words in his speech until uh there's a later episode where he kind of explains why that is but he, he starts- actually oh, started this speech pattern actually he also awesome. did a speech pattern with um with um you know uh there's another you know, later episode with Bruticus where he does the revenge of Bruticus. he kind of like dis- does this distinctive speech pattern with these different uh, characters so he started he basically wrote the bible and the way this guy talks this is one trick as
1: uh, giving people weird speech patterns. So it's all these guys,
0: yeah, hey. but he also wrote two two seven. So I'm good with it. That's
1: wrote two two seven, and uh, you take the good, take the bad, take them both. No, there, you here, there you have. Life. Uh, so he's, but he sounds kind of like Andre the Giant in The Prince he of Bride a little bit. <laughs> That's what everybody reminded me of. Uh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan, oh <good> friend. <laughs> it sounds like. Hello, lady. <laughs> That's uh yeah.
0: That's what so, I was listening to a podcast today. It's one of the ones I listen to a lot. Um, as a um, at AHC. I'm not gonna say the word on there because we're trying to be clean here. Sure. But um, they're talking about like you mentioned, like Andre the Giant. How he was the he actually has the record for sitting having most beers in a, in a one sitting, like 167 I, beers. And you see, but you see him holding Coors Light can. It's like the size of a battery in his hand so yeah they're they're tiny yeah his yeah his
1: hands were massive
0: anyways so we've got some
1: scientists uh doing some random science stuff that's not really going to matter in three minutes um they're they're working on uh this big right they're working in this big round thing that uh eventually would get stolen and repurposed by krang from ninja turtles and this has become yeah. the aerodrome
0: down the line here that's their <laughs> that's their science lab they're working in dude i, I love uh, this because he goes like there must be some life out there be contacted i'm gonna use my voltronic was it um voltronic galaxy yeah. to contact life because we're like he says we're speck on the arm of the milky way does he not realize that there have been robotic aliens living on the planet because apparently they're not really low profile? He's a scientist. I would think a scientist would be all over this.
1: Uh um, you think that but I I guess maybe he thinks that uh, Autobots are a, a liberal conspiracy in one time.
0: <laughs> um. The um actually his his quote is my Voltronic Galax Galaxer will scramble my words into pulsations enabling alien life to translate them to their own language. So he serves a form letter, to make concern.
1: Yeah. So yeah, and of course, but it's if anyone on Earth starts doing uh, science stuff, uh, who shows up?
0: all oh, so- the
1: Decepticons are gonna show up and oh, steal yeah. it.
0: And like, what are they? Like, what are they gonna do with it?
1: What are they? What What are they gonna do with it? Dude? well, um,
0: spoiler alert, they're gonna take over the Earth. I, yeah, um we'll get to we'll get to that though. Um yeah. but
1: they said so they, they break in, they steal this thing uh that looks like a giant pencil. And <laughs> it does uh actually. they load it up and
0: uh we finally get to see astrotrain uh, Astro Train. This is the first time I think we've seen Astro Train. It is actually, and uh yeah. he's the only one of the only times I've seen him actually going down train tracks. I don't understand why he's in the train tracks. Why don't you just fly the space shuttle and just load it up there? Because he's a triple changer, you need to see all three modes. You
1: need to, yeah, you see all three modes. Yeah, okay. so
0: this uh, is dude, this is a toy selling episode. You have yeah, yeah, you have astrotrain Train,
1: yeah, it really is.
0: Um, so yeah, they, they load him up,
1: and uh, and but like astrotrain Train, I guess, is like their space taxi, kind of like how Jetfire, yeah. or Skyfire,
0: whatever Sky, you call it. Well, yeah, Skyfire, and then um, Omega Supreme becomes because Skyfire is now gone, he's not in the episodes anymore, so it's Everyone not again? gonna be, Omega he's totally gone? yeah, oh, yeah. I think he's gonna make up on an episode, he fly, does a flyby episode, but he's he's gone.
1: Okay, were they still selling um, the toy at this point? I guess they were. I mean, it's only been like so, maybe a year since yeah he first showed up. But I mean,
0: Mm -hmm. okay, I think so. But um, still, stream was a new Space Taxi. So um, the uh, to their credit, actually keep um, spoiler again, keep Astrotrain as the uh, Space Taxi for a very long time. He's cool uh, and he's purple. He matches their stuff. He's he's very sassy too when he talks. He's a little, yeah, he is. He is very sassy. Yes. yes. um yeah, We're actually going to see uh, him in another episode written by Larry Strauss called Triple Takeover, which is a funny episode. God. Oh, yeah? All yeah. right. Does um, have two- two- 2D in it? Because um, I'll i line up for uh, 2D. Man, it would have been so much better for it had a 2D in it. um Oh, uh, uh, God. Okay, I'm not going to talk anymore about that episode because I want you to see how ridiculous it is. Okay. But, um So, yeah, they take it. And they um So... They're back at the base and like they can't get a transmission through uh, autobus. i sorry, because yeah. Blaster is still blasting his uh, his music, and Office Prime eventually tells him to shut up. Uh, he's mad. He's, he's really mad at Blaster. Yeah, I um, never says shut up, but he does this time. He's like he's like me yelling at the dog that lives like a uh, house behind us and over to the left, telling him to shut up at six a.m. and starts barking. Um. So that that's that was. Office Prime at um at at Blaster. At Blaster oh, okay. is just like, hey man, I'm trying to bring you some good tunes.
1: He's like a he's like this dad you see in the store that's like lost patience with their kids, you yeah, um, yeah. know, are like asking for stuff over and over again. Uh so but he's like, so he's checking on. Prime's like checking on everybody at this at this point, and uh, so he's sending everybody out on missions or whatever. And like Powerglide is like doing the spaz thing like over a harbor, and they, they they talk about how like like Carly and Spike are flying in Powerglide. They talk about how they've been flying all over the entire hemisphere, but they're just like doing the spaz loop around a harbor. And like I don't I don't know what they're
0: like I don't know what they're trying to accomplish it, here. Okay, this is, this is me. I think he he is so he bloviates everything he does. Like, you know, Cos- or Power Glide's like, I do everything, I'm the best there is. I think he just spins around and like makes it look like he does a lot of work. He doesn't do anything though.
1: You're probably right. Yeah, um, but th- th- Dude, this was this was so good. Uh, so Blaster is hanging out inside of Cosmo. Cosmos is flying around <laughs> in space, right? And he's flying towards the moon. Yes. So Bl- Blaster is like in the radio mode, like on the seat. I guess it's more comfortable to travel as a radio and then as a robot. Sure, I'll uh, move that. But so Blaster goes, man, talk about no place. I can't even get a bottom 40 station. <laughs> and I'm like, where can I find a bottom 40 station? That's Sign me up. That sounds like my yeah, kind I, of thing. I would love that. That sounds like a, the best thing to listen to
0: ever. It does. Um, so and
1: I and uh, listeners, if you don't know what uh, Top 40 radio station is, then uh, I'm going to go retire to my mummy crypt and die because I'm a thousand years old. Uh, <laughs> talking about
0: this. Uh, did you listen
1: to Top 40? Did you listen top 40. to 40? <laughs> Were you a top forty fan back in the day? Did you
0: listen to I top listened 40? to it. I mean, I don't know if a fan, but I, I did listen to it. I did. I did back yeah. back
1: before I, you know, I, you know, I discovered, you know, like pointy guitars and uh, dudes with the mohawks. Uh, I mean, I listen to that stuff. Like, I don't yeah, know, those cool jams on there. Um, you know, like we had like three stations, like three good top forty stations uh, back here back
0: in the day. Uh, um, but, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It's probably that. I mean, but yeah, you we'd have like. This is Casey Kasem America's Top Forty. Before you know, you you had like MTV, right? Yeah, MTV. I mean, it, were, were it you at presence Were you at Casey Kasem's Top Forty or a Rick D's Top Forty? Actually, yeah. I listened to both of them. I, you know, Rick oh, D yeah. was uh, pretty pretty cool, um, but I didn't catch as as often as I, I did Casey Kasem. Rick D's I was actually better, I think, but I didn't I, catch as much.
1: Yeah, I think he probably was too after because I think Casey Kasem was getting old and kind of phoning it in. But um, like, but it was definitely like it definitely seemed like the off-brand, the top forty. It definitely seemed yeah. like um, like like Casey Kasem was Twix and Rig D's was like Summit Bar. You know? <laughs> Summit <laughs> Bar. Summit Bar.
0: <laughs> well, come on, <laughs> hey, look, dude. Casey He's Kasem is, yeah. is is as a uh, cliff jumper. Casey Kasem is shaggy at this point. So that's on. true. Yeah he, he was was a, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was working. he was spread thin. He did a lot, actually. Yeah, he was. He had a long career for different things. We we don't always think about what he did, but uh, yeah, he was pretty mm-hmm. prolific. A lot of a lot of behind yeah, the man. scenes things.
1: But he didn't have a single called Disco Duck though, and Rick Dees did, and uh, that's very cool. Uh, yeah, I had that album. <laughs> anyway, was, uh, I'll, I'll sit here and talk about Disco Duck for like an hour.
0: <laughs> Disco Duck. Oh God! So yeah. yeah, though. So, uh, they're they they're in like um the like so they're they're driving or flying. Jerry's driving, flying towards the moon, and Cosmos turns off his engines and coasts in to the moon because you know all those air currents are going to bring him right in with this very aerodynamic um you know form. Uh, so that, he, that actually would work. That that actually would work i, I believe well, that's how
1: they follow landers because it just basically orbited and just did like a decaying orbit it, it would work i mean it's not you're not gonna glide you're not gonna you know glide in but i mean i think it well yeah i, th- I think it would
0: well yeah you know so he like like he visited gulf breeze in the uh in the 80s but uh um so yeah he, uh, he pulls in and uh they he lands right outside the window and all the septicons look over and there's cosmos hanging out on the ledge. Like you know, would you go take care of the train's Like I got this, and goes takes off and uh and uses a tractor beam. He's got a tractor beam. Him in. He's got a tractor beam. This is great. Um, this is so much fifties sci fi like
1: it, spaceship stuff. Is great. It, this was I love, I love I love that they were being sneaky and they just park right outside the window and <laughs> look at that. There he is. There he is. Get him. <laughs> and and Astro train was parked outside too. They don't let him inside. Like just oh god, now it's the, the role as the as the taxi. But um, so. You leave stable. Oh, We've got some real world factors have crept into this episode here. This. Uh, so Megatron has this has this device, the uh the, the Voltronic um uh, Galaxer. So he's disrupted all radio uh communication on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And so basically the first thing you see with this is him uh, making chaos at airports and uh planes can't land and and uh, the tra- air traffic controllers are losing their minds and mm-hmm. uh this is this episode was uh i think came out about three years after the uh the patco strike do you know about the do you know about the i remember it i don't know mm-hmm. a lot about it basically the uh, air traffic controllers went on strike in 1981 mm-hmm. And, um, you know, demanded, you know, uh, safer work conditions. And yeah. uh, they they wanted like a shorter work week and the better conditions too. So they weren't, you know, working, you know, 80 hour work weeks and exhausted and, you know, crashing airplanes and those kinds of thing. And uh, so they went on strike about this and uh, Ronald Reagan fired all of them. And yep. uh, thanks again, Reagan. Thanks. Re- thanks again, Reagan. So uh,
0: th- every uh, every day that goes by, I re- I learned more about what Reagan did during those years. So anyways, go on.
1: The subdivisions on Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, th- I think this was uh this may have been a uh, a, a subtle nod uh to that um but we got some more mass chaos in other places we've got a we've got a train they're gonna do driving a train that uh this guy looks like a world war one fighter pilot <laughs> the, the red baron uh flying this he's driving a, a t- he's driving a train and uh there's some dudes that are trying to get a tree off of the tracks and uh Mm -hmm. because the radio is out they can't radio this uh this train and tell them there's a thing so um i don't think that uh i don't think that a train would have much bearing on a uh, like i don't think it would care much about a tree laying over the tracks
0: well you know it's it's
1: like it's like an old looking train it's got like the big cow catcher thing
0: on the front yeah it should be able to i mean it's not it's not like a penny on the tracks it's a tree it should be able to you know you know push that off at some mm-hmm. point
1: yeah. yeah i've watched enough videos of cars being on tracks and trains just you know demolishing these cars so i don't know if you have got any conductors out there uh hit us up uh transformers at gmail.com let me know yeah, please, what you think please. about train versus tree
0: by um, the way um i want to jump in here real quick i want to read one of our our um our listeners send us an email this this past week and we're reading at the end of the show um jehu you know who you are it was the best email ever (laughs) anyways let's go on to the end of this episode that's at the end of the episode by by the way so you have to see the end to hear it
1: yeah they didn't want to pay a voice actor for the red baron though and he just all he does is have a shocked face as he jumps out of the train (laughs) those two uh tree cutter guys ask him if he's okay and he just sits there and looks uh looks shocked some more and says nothing um but oh god here here we go come the safety bots
0: (laughs) no Red, Red Alert has such—he is like almost making up the fact that he was such a a tool in that one episode auto Berserk. And he's like, "There's always a fire somewhere." something along those lines. He was he just say, "There's always a
1: fire somewhere," and then they, they transform. They're going to put it out, and he goes, I'll yeah. knock out the fire." And so yeah. his plan, his master plan to to put out a fire is to shoot lasers, which are superheated light. Um, at uh, trees which are extremely flammable, so his plan to put out the fire is to shoot uh heated things at things that are going to catch on fire. Uh, way to go, buddy. Um, d- dude, this guy is the worst. Like, once again, he's <laughs> so bad. I, oh, god, god, hell, oh
0: he's he's like the guy who can't shut up. You want him to shut up because he, I, we need the professionals working, and he's like, I don't want to give my opinion. Because I am smarter than everyone else, everyone should listen to me. And that's so you're that. saying that he's, he's Grand Admiral Thrawn, basically. Oh, dude, don't, don't even, <laughs> don't even. I finally got a, 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 I finally have a villain that doesn't doesn't have to be a Dark Lord of the Sith to appreciate. Though I did appreciate the the, the Fallen Jedi who was in there, but he uh, was really cool. That guy, well, that guy actually was. Pretty it was cool. really cool. I actually, I hated it. he passed away before. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw, I
1: saw that. That's uh yeah, it was... that, that sucks.
0: But anyways, I like Grand Animal Throne. Let's move on. I don't know about Timothy Zahn. He may be a good person. I don't know, but I, I you know, whatever.
1: I met Timothy Zahn, actually. Yeah, uh, he, he he and his wife were both very nice. Um yeah. when I, I was working at a booth that I convention and uh, they, they okay. came through and I uh, like bought something. They were they, they were actually very nice. Um I uh, like I just I just I mean I, I just I don't like what I've read of his. but um <laughs> well, what I did like though. Know, was we go somewhere cold and there's Garfunkel is working on a TRS-80 trying to get the the weather report, dude. He, he that's the up. best thing, dude. Okay, so he can't get the the weather report because the radio's out, right? Yeah. Even though he's using an 80s computer, which would not have been connected to radio at all, but he gives up and he looks outside and sees that it it's snowing and goes, "Well, I guess it's a snowstorm." <laughs> yeah. Because he use the, the the me version of uh, checking the weather so uh i guess i'll just go outside and see how it feels you know, uh, these, these cars are like in an,
0: an snow and stuff because there's there's no like alert that was going to happen because you know people apparently don't realize the blizzard's coming they're driving why can't they look outside and see the same thing are, are, they, are they're, and, they're, they're not idiots and, and people
1: like they have to just constantly get commands from the radio to drive their cars they do apparently and we'll get to
0: that in a minute um I do well, I love can't... that uh Chris Christopherson bot was out there to uh use his force field. You need a little force, buddy. He, yeah, he said, yeah, he did. He
1: saved the guy from an avalanche. Uh but there's a car that's uh in the snow that's, he's he's driving off of a cliff mm-hmm. uh because the radio's out because he doesn't have any radio. I guess he okay, either he yeah. can't listen to Chris Christofferson and does you know to the, the sweet jams of Chris Christofferson and
0: play with that. That is good stuff uh but the
1: thing is that uh so he drives off the edge of the cliff because the radio's out, but it's the the guy driving it looks a lot like uh Tom Waits from uh Scrooged uh, yeah the, the hat the hat you haven't seen Scrooged I've seen Scrooge Tom Waits and Scrooged yeah, he was
0: the cab driver no it's not Tom Waits uh, buddy I bet you I will bet you money I've watched that more recently that's not Tom Waits it is I Tom will Waits. bet you. It money is. on that one. Brother, I, I had to drop the f bomb. I was say to you, I guarantee <laughs> you. I looked the actor up because I liked him. I know that is not Tom Waits. I Brother, can see why you would think that, buddy. I am telling you right now, Scrooge. Look it up. Look it up. That is not Bro, Tom yeah, Waits. Like, Pull him up. Besides, that guy did not have a did not have a gravelly voice. He, he didn't talk like the Cookie Monster enough oh it's not tom waits all right my bad <laughs> yeah.
1: i could have sworn that was i could have sworn those tom waits I, was I, think, I, I would have gone to my grave thinking that was tom waits
0: i have blown your mind today it's not tom waits but i like that the uh the cab driver is great i love we like yeah, scrooge a lot so yeah. anyways <laughs> sorry anyways. i didn't mean to crush you there man
1: god now, now so i'm taking the big l in this episode huh but um Hey, so uh, back in the day, um speaking of top forty radio, back in the day, yeah. and, uh, and the fact that we had three stations um because we had uh, like ninety seven FM and like one hundred point five FM and then yeah. one hundred point nine FM, and they were all top forty stations. They all basically played the same stuff. So it's like you know, if a song came on you didn't like, you'd be like, like, uh, like I was mostly a ninety seven guy, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear this song, so I'm gonna I'm gonna flip over, see what's over here. Maybe there's a better song over here. So, um, uh, but yeah, so like one time I was. Um, on my home station and uh fresh by cool and the gang mm-hmm. came on I wasn't a huge fan of fresh like i like, I like cool and the gang but that, that song was like uh i was like ah like but you, yeah you remember, you remember that song though, right it was i do but I, i'm a, i love some cool and gang so like cool gang. that song was that was a rare, a rare i don't like a miss it's just kind of mid but um
0: yeah i guess
1: you ever, but you ever seen video for that song though
0: i don't remember the video for that song
1: Dude, okay, so this video is like an eighties nightmare. So it is this weird mashup of like Marilyn Monroe, but mm-hmm. she's Cinderella, and like going to the ball is like going to the Cool in the Gang concert. Like she wants to go meet cool meet uh, the singer who is not cool because Cool is the bass player. Um, but but there's a, a weird scene where like when the evil stepmothers are being mean to Cinderella and making her clean up and everything, hmm. they're eating uh, barbed wire sandwiches. They what? They're, they're eating barbed wire sandwiches like the evil stepsisters are eating barbed wire sandwiches. It is uh, like the weirdest thing.
0: I will, I will tell you that like my favorite Cool in the Gang song is Summertime Madness. Summertime Madness? Summer Madness? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the, the song right now because I like it so much. I know the, uh, the tune. I could hear it, man. Oh, hear what about actually, Hollywood yeah. Swing? That was a good one yeah it was good but uh summer madness but so. anyway
1: anyway so this one time i was listening to uh to, to the radio and it, fresh by cool and the Gang came on mm-hmm. and i was like i don't want to hear this song again uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna switch on the switch station over to 100.5 and uh guess what was on
0: 100.5 fresh
1: fresh by cool and the gang was on yes and i was like I was like, oh man like uh, like well let's go over to 100.9 uh, and uh, like, guess what was on on 100.9 fresh nice. by cool the gang was on right so i was like well let me go to the let me go to the soul and r&b station because sometimes they play hip-hop i go over there guess what song was on the station fresh, mm-hmm. by, cool the cool the fresh by cool the gang cool the gang crash was cool in the Gang. They're cool in the gang. on the same song on four stations at the same time i was like i don't know what to do i am I'm, I'm totally mystified here but the thing you hear but see here's the thing though is yeah. that that is just Megatron's plan for this episode is to be on all stations at the same time. It is, that's his whole that's thing. Exactly be like, little, like little, I'm little. broadcasting on all stations, so he wants to be cool. And the Decepticons, the gang, dude, that's I would I would be 100% with the Decepticons if it was cool in the gang. Because, dude, if I mean, it I was cool, yeah, if it was, yeah, if it was cool in the gang, if cool it was Hollywood Swingin' swinging is, or jungle boogie, I'd be, I'd be all right with that. I'd, yeah, cool. yeah. So, um, whatever it is, the smirk's cool in the gang. So I, I, but um, so I went to uh, just to refresh my memory because I haven't heard it in probably thirty years. I listened to "Fresh" by Cool and the Gang, today. really, and uh, yeah, and it's it, it's not that great, um, still. <laughs> but however, I want to indulge you in some uh in some YouTube comments real quick here, though. Oh, please, because by all means, if you ever go back and listen to any music that's a little bit older, you will invariably see these types of comments. Yeah, real music at its best doesn't get much better than this yes it does it absolutely gets better than this <laughs> this is this wasn't even the best song that came out that week um dang this is the highest level of soul music from the 80s that you can get no it isn't no it absolutely <laughs> is not um uh after 40 years this song still sounds fresh oh that's uh that's uh awful that's that's terrible um Still sounds fresh and 99% better than most of today's popular songs. I don't know about that, but here, here's this, but see, that's every comment is they don't make music like this anymore. Like, yes, they absolutely yeah. do. But this one though, is the best though. This is from a guy named Sergey. respect from a white man to all black people. Oh, you for your culture, music, charisma, positivity, and talent in everything. Okay. A man typed that out in all caps and, uh, and, and threw that up.
0: That's, that's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate you, dude. Appreciate you, white guy. Um yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a link to Summer Madness. That is the okay. coolest, jammiest. I don't know, it's just so good, man. I can list that thing a loop during a nice like afternoon in the summer mm, on the beach. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, we have Megatron pulling a cool Mm-hmm. And uh basically, he's he's controlling the airwaves and all the entire planet. Spark plug, we're on top of everything. The whole planet. We're talking major catastrophe. What are we gonna do? Everyone at once goes transform and roll for it. Like they they're like they're cutting uh, Optus Prime off. They already knew. They already knew it was coming. Yeah, we knew. know what we're gonna do. Just don't even say we got this. Transform and roll out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. Carly and Spike are with uh with PowerLight flying around and the paraglide starts to run out of fuel. So yeah. what do they do? I thought they, they went like, we got these jetpacks back here. I thought they're gonna fly off and and crash. No, they put a jetpack on the side of Paralyde and start flying him with the jetpack. Yeah, that was really weird.
1: Um and right after that, it was right around that same time though, um that they're trying to like get a signal on where uh, blaster is because blaster is broadcasting at this point. Yeah. And so to, to do this, um Carly uh, puts a credit card in the instrument panel. She does. And I guess I guess you have to pay to use the radar and in PowerGlide. Is like, microtransactions have always
0: been with us. Um I guess they've From the beginning. For the beginning, yes. Yeah. Um I I don't know who who found Carly. I don't know. I I don't I don't think Spike actually met her. I think she she learned that Spike was involved in the Autobots. So this is this her way in. So she she's like a she's like the honeypot. She's trying to get in there and she is the most capable human so far. She always she fixes Autobots. She fixes Dinobots. She she <laughs> uses her credit card to run a, some, some um checks on where um Blaster is. And Blaster's yep. playing the same jam band um, you know, jackal, um, you know, crocus <laughs> he's uh, still music. Playing crocus. He's still playing keel. <laughs> <Felix>. <laughs> she, she's like, oh, there he is. He's on the moon. What? Like,
1: yep. All yeah, right. I, um, I love this
0: too. Like, um, so as We train, we glossed over this Azatrain train takes Cosmos and Blaster and welds them in place. So they're sitting over there like with these like strap, these metal straps over them. And Blaster has his hands free, he's like, I'm going to hit play and so he's playing he's transmitting this uh this pirate signal and they all kind of hear it And megatron's like what's going on he looks over and blaster's like hey <laughs> he's like, what's up man the the play button is pushed down and uh so he goes over he, he punches blaster Blaster's still like still gonna be music man so is that concert still going on or did he like record it and he's like He's just recording. He's pirating music, man. He's, he's bootleg. He bootleg. He, he, so. he was a uh, ghetto blaster. He recorded things coming in from that concert. And yeah, he's just playing that music back and
1: Nobody wants to hear it. Like No, no one does. Nobody, nobody wants, does. wants to hear
0: that stuff. No. Megatron's like, I'm going to, you know, I, I can't remember what he said. He basically says, I'm going to shoot you and kill you and whatever it's blaster. He said in some very Megatron kind of way. Yeah. So he's getting ready to shoot him in the face and all of a sudden there's a laser blast. And Megatron gets stumbled over, and uh Blaster saved for the moment, and they all look up through this whole, giant hole in the ceiling, and you just see Optus, Omega Supreme just flying by. Yeah, where did that hole come from? Was he like bombarding the the dome I, or I something? So. Oh, by the way, before this even happened, so they go, and they they I assume it of this completely. Power they they take Powerglide to the jetpack and they fly him over. They get enough, they close enough to Omega Supreme. And um, Optus Prime is really hurt. So she gets like random diodes and puts them in his chest. Like it's going to yeah. fix him. And then apparently Omega Supreme has a triage unit inside his rocket. She like, has a, this, this table that goes up and like pulls Optus Prime yeah. into the rocket. Why, why are we taking an injured guy to the battle? I don't know. Taking him to the battle. So, yeah. Like He has yeah. an
1: escalator also. That was pretty cool. He I does.
0: Like... He has a great guy. And apparently somewhere there is a quick change for spacesuits for humans.
1: Yeah they, they, yeah they go into space
0: oh um the
1: the the hard-boiled line that megatron uh says is equalize this oh yes so do you think you think did the equalizer ever say that you think the equalizer remember that show He should have i
0: remember they, that show really there's cool, a movie Dizel washington did those movies also there's like three of them i think that
1: well there's a, there's a there's a remake of the series also with uh queen latifah
0: oh, oh really nice mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I haven't
1: I, seen I haven't seen any of those,
0: but I, I, I sounds, did. Use, I, I would catch the equalizer sometimes. Yeah.
1: Um, I yeah, actually you know,
0: I watched it a bit when I was younger. Yeah, you yeah, who was that, in that show? yeah, I, I remember watching that watching the show. But the thing is, there was a really missed opportunity for a Arnold Schwarzenegger version of the equalizer where he was like, equalize this. That would have been perfect. Yeah, that would have been such a great yeah man catchphrase. Oh. Oh. But dude, okay, so they they get inside. uh They're going up the escalator and and. Carly goes. I've never been to the moon, dude. She went to Cybertron last week. Oh <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, she's never been to the moon though. Well, well yes, I know, but it's like it's this of an occasion, and so, uh, yeah. So they're going to go to the uh, the the closest neighbor. But she she went through a, like across the galaxy to Cybertron to a world of giant robots that want to like you know I guess you know disintegrate your the pylons and stuff while they chase you around. And uh you have um paragliding in there, it's like bang zoom to the moon. So once again, he's showing that he is a uh a, a um what's it what's his face? Um what's the, the actor's name? He is honeymooners. Right. Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason, like yeah, he's his voice is just Jackie Gleason, <laughs> really badly done. So yeah, they go to the moon. Yeah, but anyways, fast forward to where we saw the um the he's like Equalize this, and so there's a shot from MegaStream through the ceiling, and the Stream just like, "Hi guys," he goes past the hole and lands. Yeah, just land like, like lands like like vertical, like a SpaceX rocket. Yeah. He lands like um, and dude. So, <laughs> um, Asterine's like, "I got this." He runs out, and um, what is it? He says like. I think this guy needs a little training. He turns into a train. He hits oppos- uh, Omega Supreme in the back of the uh, of the foot. Of oh, the foot.
1: He's okay. So there was a point where he was huge, and like the Septicons were getting inside of Drain. They were riding inside of him. And then like the same thing with like uh, Omega Supreme. But like now he's like super tiny like the scale like the, the like the scale flop in this is was just like whoa like like he's like real real little so but then he transforms and he's the same size as like megatron
0: yeah like, well, well megatron becomes a gun man what are you, are you, are you what this yeah I, and you know and I, I know i said a while back i wasn't
1: gonna bring that up anymore but this was this was a kind of a real glaring like yeah like example of that you, so. know what, you know what happened though you just lied i don't appreciate that No, I didn't. I didn't lie. I I lied in the past. I didn't lie just now. (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) So I I lied ten episodes ago, fifteen episodes ago. ago. Yes, yes, all in the past. So past. So uh, yeah, Optimus Prime comes back. He's like he's all rare to go now because apparently this Diodes that Carly put on his chest. Yeah, it's fixed. I, I want to go get like some uh some old um go to an antique shop and find some like glass tube fuses and put them in a robot and make them work. Yeah, okay, this is, okay, what she did. Yeah, she's like, well, this will fix you. Sure, and yeah, it's fine. Uh, they will fight the moon, you know, and.
1: Yeah, then we have like a big uh, like like a brawl between yeah. Optimus Prime and Megatron and and like I, and honestly, it was like as much as I'm I'm always excited to see those fights. I just I at this point I just didn't really care. I was like, oh, all right, oh, cool. And it, was a, it was a brawl and yeah, and they kind of whip him and he runs away and the and then they have the, the big uh, like the, the big like uh, ending the Dino May uh, as it were or was just blaster. You got to know when to turn the volume down. Yeah. Was it, that was the moral of the story. Was yeah, you know, like, uh, it's you okay to be always, loud, but you got to know
0: how to be quiet sometimes. Yeah, I can't always uh, voice the jam bands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, all, all all, you know, fun episode. There's a lot going on. There's so much going on that nothing ever felt resolved.
1: There was it, so much going on in this episode. It was just non-stop yeah. But um, this was uh this was a lot of fun though. I I had a lot of fun watching this one. Um, I had a lot of fun poking fun at it. But it was a, it was a pretty fun episode. Um. Uh, I mean you got to make a supreme who's uh, you, you know you get a new guy you get Astro mm-hmm. Train, who I think we're seeing for the first time so yeah because um, I'm pretty sure we've seen blitzwing a couple times yeah we have this is the first time we're seeing Astro Train, which is which is really cool um you know you get some silly stuff you get some uh you get some actually some pretty cool stuff and uh, I got to remember um uh cool in the gang's uh mm-hmm. video and I got to see uh barbed wire sandwiches which if you get a chance you guys should check out the cool in the gang fresh video because it's people eating bar bar sandwiches um so the, all those things said uh adult brain had a lot had, a, had a, a fun time with this one uh adult brain's gonna gonna go um three very special episodes uh out of five uh kid brain had uh, had a blast with this because it's just non just breakneck non-stop and it's total like like a total add fest um it just yeah. it, it never stops and uh so uh so kid brain's gonna gonna go three and a half tooties Oh, my God we tooties out of uh, out of five
0: yep. man okay I, I, I gotta say that um this this one of these episodes I I say this a lot because there's so many episodes I forget this episode a lot I forget what it's about so we said last week like oh this sounds bad about last movies. no this is a lot of fun and honestly it brings in Omega Supreme which is a you know fine character but he plays a lot of like roles later on Astro train who's on there for a long time um in through season three and stuff and I, I like him because Astra train is kind of this snarky jerk of the, of the group so um yeah you know, I, I really liked it a lot going on i love the jam band It's so ridiculous I, I i i wish i could have seen crocus play live like spike and carly did but here we are um so yeah man honestly this whole episode is a lot of fun i I, I want to give it like a you know i, I agree with you actually i'm going to give a you know three and a half jam band uh pirate recordings out of five i, I like it it's just a lot of fun nothing yeah. wrong with it at all but I, I, I gotta say, though, real quick, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this because uh, our friend uh, Boo, um, of the Axlal Underground, he described uh, our friend Jehu as uh, something like Paul Lind. Um, Paul Lind. You know, um, he look him up, you listen to his voice. Uh, okay, he doesn't sound exactly like me, yeah, it cracked crack me up. So, I'm gonna read this email from our uh, from Jehu which I appreciate so much. Thank you so much for the email. <laughs> Dear these guys, longtime listener, first-time caller, unless you count the time when I was on the show, really enjoyed the most recent episode, less because of the Transformers content and more because of the recognizing a couple of the Pensacola people y'all referenced. Anyway, the reason I'm reaching out is to find out if either of you tried the new Transformers 1 comic from Image, which I have, which is great. I mostly got, as a fan of the artist's previous work, most notably, do a powerbomb Which I absolutely love. I'm hearing a lot of diehard Transformer marks aren't digging it because they're wrong. I, who am right, think it slays. It's a great update to the original original Crash on Earth story without without doing the dumb things most updates do. It doesn't try to make it realistic. It doesn't try to explain uh, to the adults how a thing that doesn't need to make sense makes sense. Appreciate that. It just tries to make it more action packed and awesome. If none of this sells you, then I've attached a pick, Optus, a pick of Optus Prime giving Starscream a rear German suplex. I can hear Ed about to correct me that a rear is redundant, but it, I felt like it was more evocative to listeners not hip to the name of every wrestling move. Gordon Sully isn't listening to your podcast, Ed. He's dead. P.S. I was triggered when it sounded like y'all were about to go down the road of ragging on soap operas y'all you didn't, which is good, but I know, but no, I will leap to the defense of my favorite form of entertainment. Sincerely, Jason Elizabeth hurt, man. I appreciate that email. It was that's, so-
1: that's my favorite email we've gotten so far. Um,
0: <laughs> so I, first of all, I would never, uh, trash
1: talk uh soap operas because I'm on record as saying that I'm a big fan of the show Dallas. Um, and also uh, Falcon Crest, but Dallas is is, is the king. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course, Gordon Sully doesn't listen to the show. Um, I don't think that uh, Gordon Sully, even when he was alive, he probably all he did was drink scotch and probably pass
0: out a whole bunch. Um, okay, but yeah, um, Jehu, we appreciate you though. That was great. made my day. Honestly, that email was so good. And it,
1: it, but you know, um, I just remembered uh, that the taxi driver in Scrooge is actually david johansson from the new york dolls aka Buster poindexter aka hot 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 dude there dude was... thank you mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite
0: parts of the movie
1: uh he's pretty he's pretty he's pretty awesome in that so
0: so yeah, uh, so, yeah all right i'll,
1: I'll and i'll, I'll stop well, with yeah,
0: that hey look man I, I will grant you this Tom Waits has been a lot of weird stuff he was in bram circus dracula he was in wrist uh, cutters love story he's a lot of things i i enjoy, always enjoy him when i see him on in interviews he's fantastic that's why i'm like I appreciate the homage because I could see why you would think that. Yeah. But anyways, all right. Uh, anyways, guys, uh, thanks so much. Um, if you're not watching on YouTube, watch on YouTube. I'm put a link in the uh, show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, you, you want listen to us the car, put us on the car. We're on all the major platforms. Join the discord links in the show notes. Um, email us because we'll read your email and we will not shy away from seeing your name j um anyways thanks for everyone for being here appreciate you all and have a great week see you later roll out (laughs) thanks For the Mises Guys is performed by Evan Johns and Ed Strickland. Research is performed by Evan Johns, Ed Strickland, and with special research done by Boo of the Axelon Underground.net. All used images in the videos are property of Sunbow, Hasbro, Paramount, or Marvel. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in every week with us. We appreciate it.